mean, I miss all the guys there. You know, just, just Joe, Joe and Joe. Everybody loves Joe, man. And, like, he was one of my guys there, man. I just embraced him and told him, man, like, I wish y'all good luck. And, you know, y'all going to be good this year and I'll be watching. That was emotional to watch. Kristen Kenny with the interview with Derek Favors after the Pelicans beat the Jazz 128-127 in the preseason. Round Ball Roundup, Episode 4 on utahjazz.com. J.P. Chunga and Derek Favors, after he gave that interview with KK, had the entire Jazz community in tears with what we were able to see. I mean, that was, that was Aria meeting back up with John. That was Aria, frankly, meeting up with anybody after her semester abroad. You can't anticipate those type of moments where not only is it a formerly beloved player, but somebody that was just a good dude. One of those professionals is the way that Alvin Gentry uh, phrased it, apparently, uh, to Andy Larson in the Salt Lake Tribune. He's a guy that is true pros pro and one of those guys that I'm sure will help the Pelicans come this year because they have a, such a young team. And you saw it having watched that preseason game against the Jazz. They got youth, and they need a little bit of that seasoning, some of that veteran guile, and Derek Favors can certainly bring that for a team that is in desperate need of it. It was just very touching to see that moment that he had with Joe Ingles, the hashtag pocket pass crew that they would connect on so many pick and rolls. That, that's the stuff that cements him as somebody that could be a jazz man wherever he goes. So it was good to see Derek Favors in that opportunity in the preseason. Now going forward, Jazz have to look past it because they, they had some news, and we'll round it up here on Round Ball Roundup on utahjazz.com. Once again, make sure to find us on your favorite podcast app, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play. Five stars, nice reviews, all that I ask from you so that other people can find this podcast and they could get informed on Utah Jazz News coming around the association. Beyond Derek Favors and his return, or at least his return to our jazz universe, jazz played a very good game. It was fun throughout. And I thought not only just for the starters, which is something that heading into this week you had to look forward to from a jazz perspective. It was, how are the new guys going to gel? How's everything going to come together? After that Milwaukee game, this was the perfect response in seeing not only the team play well with the starters out there, but I thought the bench mob showed out itself as well. Down the stretch, it was Tony Bradley making plays. Nigel Williams-Goss with the clutch three-pointer. It was fun throughout in terms of just a viewing experience, just beyond the starters. And I think what stood out was that starting five because I think it offers a little bit of one of the options that you can get with this Jazz team. Mike Conley, Donovan Mitchell, Boyan Bogdanovich, Royce O'Neal, and Rudy Gobert. Those are starters against the Pelicans. And I said it on the last round ball roundup, law of statistical probability says that Mike Conley and Boyan Bogdanovich, they're not going to go over every single game. And this one, they did not. 10 of 18 from the field, 13 for Mike Conley, 15 for Boyan Bogdanovich. 
Conley ran the show, though, and it gave you something to look at just as far as what his way of running the point for this team looks like. He had seven assists, was a creator, ended up connecting with Rudy Gobert on an alley-oop earlier on in the game, had opportunities to find Rudy Gobert as he was diving to the basket, and is starting to find that sort of connection that you can see pretty obviously because... I. Quinn Snyder, he brought this up on Sunday, and I want to let you hear from him just after practice as he was talking about this team, reviewing that game as well. Playing with Rudy Gobert is different from playing from other bigs. The most comparable deal that you have for Mike Conley would be his experience with Marc Gasol, and that isn't even a perfect player-for-player comparison because there are different subtleties to the way that different guys play, and Rudy Gobert adding that point to the Jazz's offense, it makes everything else hum. And I think you saw that born to fruition in that game against New Orleans. They found matchups that would benefit themselves because they saw the Pelicans playing so uber and over aggressive. That might be just by virtue of being such a young team. They don't know exactly how to fit into a scheme right there. And it's the preseason, so you can't really take huge, mind-blowing takeaways that will bear out throughout the rest of the season Zion was spectacular offensively he was dazzling he's worth the price of admission and if you want to see Zion Williamson play a game he's going to be a league pass alert type of guy for sure I remember him at Vegas Summer League causing an earthquake watching his warm-up where he's doing a 360 dunk just before the game where he's showing all of his spectacular athleticism. He is a phenom. But the Jazz were attacking him offensively. They knew he was playing a little bit too over-exuberantly. And so then they went after him and they scored and got buckets as a result. Jazz had 37 assists in the entire ball game. Ball was humming. That's what it looks like offensively. And he's more to the liking of what Quinn Snyder's wanting to see. What still needs working on? Well, he explained a little bit of what he wants after practice. I feel like they like playing with each other. You, know, you could feel that during the game. And so it's a lot of it, um, you know, we kind of we, we think about assimilation and kind of teams gelling and all those things, and we kind of think about offense and timing. And, and I think with our group, as much as anything, that's going to be our challenge defensively, um, you know, because guys are coming from different systems where. They played a certain way, communication's different, different personnel, learning to play with Rudy, what that means. Um, so I think, you know, we're a work in progress, but I think you saw some of that progress you know, the other night on both ends, really, but it was more obvious offensively. In classic Quinn Snyder fashion, it's going to be the defense that he's going to highlight because defense is the identity of this team. And for them to go throughout this preseason, scoring points is great. And he saw it from that team on Friday, but he wants to see the defense get better. And it did need to get a little bit better because there were moments where where the Pelicans broke out. Niccolo Melli, he stood out for the Pelicans beyond just the Zion show. He was good. So it's going to be the defense that's going to be the bell cow of this team, something that you know that is a part of their personnel. They can play defense. They're going to have to figure out how to gel defensively before you can see them start going and and ramping things up for the regular season pivotal year for tony bradley and in the minutes that he got he goes 10 and 5 had a big block down the stretch to keep this game close and to keep it to the point where 
They were going to be in contention for this game. They had the lead towards the end of this ball game, and they clawed back as Zion Williamson started taking advantage of the bench that they were playing against. So good effort overall, and I think not only just from the starters, but he also saw good things from the bench as well. Jeff Green, he he came off the bench, and he led this team in scoring with 20 points, showing again what a guy like that, who has the championship experience, athleticism at an older age, he can pick his spots and find ways to turn in crafty buckets because the way that he starts to gel in this team offensively, it's just going to add that much more into what they can do. Other bit of news for this Jazz team as it happened over the weekend. Former BYU star Kyle Collinsworth joins the club, and he's acquired by the Salt Lake City Stars. He'll have an opportunity to make this team, but furthermore, he's going to get a chance to develop because the Jazz are known for their developmental system, how they're able to get guys going and get them into the right situation so that they can maximize their potential. You know, that's what I remember from watching him in high school when he was at Provo, playing alongside another longtime career player in basketball, Brandon Davies, who has carved out a really nice niche for himself overseas, Kyle could play and it's going to be his versatility that's going to be prioritized because when he was at Provo, he could do it all. He was a triple-double machine, had everything going for him. But in this system with Quinn Snyder, he's going to have to play along the notes, be a member of the band. And if you're a member of the band, you've got to be able to understand a system, diagnose it, find where you fit, and play to that role. And Kyle Collinsworth, if he maximizes that, he can go be a Royce O'Neal. 6'6", same type of size, same type of versatility, one through four, they can guard. If he can do that, he can make a chance at this level and get things going for himself. Whether it's with the Jazz or with the Salt Lake City Stars, he can find himself a good niche and a good role. Let's hear from Kyle because I think he has a really cool story in growing up with this team. This is a local guy. Growing up with this team, seeing them, knowing what this team can do from afar, and then Quinn Snyder who offers his thoughts on the opportunity that Kyle Collinsworth has. I've heard good things. I've liked it. You know, Their guys get better, and it was, it was fun watching their core unit play today how well they move. So I'm just here to learn and get better and make the most of it. has the ability to impact the game in a lot of different ways. Um, you know, with his size, just, you know, he can make plays for people, handle the ball. Just a real versatile player. And I think he's excited to, to have an opportunity to, to play and get better. You know, and that's been the key for us and bringing guys in that really want to work and like playing. And I think that's what he brings. Another great interaction was when he was asked if he remembered that 2016 NBA draft workout that he had for the Jazz. What's changed? Well, he's gotten a lot better. When he comes from college, where he's a triple-double machine, where he's getting the ball in his hands so much, where you learn to play off the ball, where you learn to play at this level, because it's completely different from college and even high, high major level of college games and playing in the tournament or playing in big high-pressure situations. It's different, and it's good to see a guy like Kyle recognize what he's improved on and having the opportunity with the Jazz. Preseason roundup on Friday, including a special guest, Brian Russell, will join the program to talk trash-talking in the 90s basketball that he played in. But this week, Sacramento Kings on Monday at Vivint Smart Home Arena, and then Wednesday against the Portland Trailblazers 
at Vivint Smart Home Arena. Of course, you can catch all these games on television. AT&T Sportsnet is where you go. Make sure to stick around for Friday's episode because you do not want to miss. He gives a great story about Gary Payton. That does it for us here today on episode four of Round Ball Roundup. Make sure to find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you want to go for your podcast. Give us a nice review, five stars, please, so that other jazz fans can get up to date with their favorite club. I'm JB Chunga. Until next time, bye for now.